You're listening to the No Regrets Podcast with Kate. I am your host, Kate Hutchinson, author, healer, soul searcher. No Regrets is about healing. Healing the limiting beliefs that are holding you back from living the life you dream of. On this podcast, everyday people of all ages share their journey through this thing called life. Let their stories inspire you to never wonder what if and live with no regrets. Today I'm here with Shaman Isabella Stoloff, the owner of the Orange County Healing Center, and I wanted to talk to her today because she has a very inspiring story that I think a lot of people need to hear. So welcome, Isabella. Thank you so much for your time and the comfort of your home. I appreciate your um, your willingness to be here and to be on my show and giving me a chance on this well, new podcast. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here, honey. Thank you so much for having me. I, uh, As we were talking about earlier, I've done a million of these, but when somebody who I've known for so long is starting this new endeavor and you know, any way I can be of service, I'd love to. Well, thank you so much for being supportive of me. I appreciate it. And we met, gosh, back in 2009 yeah, or 10. Almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is 2020. Yes, almost oh, 10 years ago. 2020. Um, we met each other at the Temple of Light. It was a spiritual healing center here in Orange County, California. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's now since um, not around anymore. Yeah, well, so, they come, they go. Yeah, right? they come, they, they, they go. Come, they yeah. go. So... I think the magazine. Do you still write for Radiance? Mag- I do still write for Radiance magazine. I was actually on the cover of Radiance in June around my birthday. So I am. It's very close to my heart. I stay very connected. But we were in the inception of that when you and I. I was selling ads. That's right. <laughs> I was making cold calls and selling ads. <laughs> yeah, for and the I was booking events. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was unfortunate to see Temple of Light go, but. Yeah. Everything has its season, I suppose. So we wish Reverend Danielle well. I haven't yeah. even talked to her. Do you talk to yeah, her? Yeah, I don't. But, you know, Heart Space with Jerry Woods is still down there. Yep. Yep. And uh, which used to be multidimensional school. And Body Studio, beautiful on the inside, has opened up really close to me. So that, you know, I put a lot of effort and, and love and care into Body. I love Lucinda and Janice. And uh, I just did my... We're calling it now the third annual despacho ceremony. So when they first opened, I did my Peruvian prayer despacho ceremony for them, and I've come every year since. So I love to uh, promote others and watch them grow. Well, thank you. And what is a despacho ceremony? It's a Peruvian prayer. So it is a it's an, a love offering to the gods, a love offering to Pachimama, Mother Earth. And I take a piece of paper and I put different herbs and macaroni and rice and sugar and flowers and all these beautiful things in it and uh, then I burn it after so and people blow their prayers into leaves and bring their prayers so it's like a meditation yeah I love doing those I love doing despacho ceremonies they're really grounding not only for ourselves but for the planet and how are they different than your fire ceremonies that you do on either a new moon or full moon here at the Orange County Healing Center in Fullerton? Uh, the fire ceremonies are usually during the full moon, but I also do them on the solstices and the equinoxes. And they are a great time to release what no longer serves you. So where the despacho ceremony is a prayer, 
uh, and fire ceremonies are prayer as well, but they are a, a really powerful, powerful time to uh, sit in meditation, talk, and then go out in the backyard and burn our troubles away. Yeah, I remember the fire ceremony I came to. It's been a couple years now. I had like two or three journals that I was like, can I throw this on the fire? And you're like, what? I'm like, yes, I want it out. I have people bring trash bags. They're just like, I just need to burn all of my my uh, life so that I can step onto my new path. Right. Stop living the way society says I should live. Oh my gosh. I just, I want to talk to you about that because your journey has been incredible. And how long have you been a shaman now? I think you were starting out. When I was I just starting you- out. I mean, my first shamanic healing, I didn't even know what a shaman was, was in 2006. And in 2007, I started studying. So I don't say that I stepped into it right away. Uh, it took years. It took three years of training with Dr. Alberto Violdo in the Four Winds Society. And I, I am so grateful that I stepped into that training, that I stepped onto that path and it, it, it rocked my world. Let me tell you, it completely changed my life. I was an acting teacher, public speaking teacher, and I had a program for at-risk kids. I worked with at-risk kids. I mean, like I had a lot of different things that I did before shamanism, um, but there was nothing like energy medicine. I mean, there's to me, it has... You know what my daughter said early on, uh, she might have still been in high school. She was in high school when I when I first started, and she she looked at me one day and she said, "You know, Mom, I think you're finally who you were always meant to be." She said that recently. No, she was in high school. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, okay. My... Sometimes radio hosts is it happens all the time, honey. Don't don't. It's so cool. It's like they get so enraptured with the energy of of my voice. <laughs> like check I'm out. Just, like staring like, at you. <laughs> They're there, but they kind of go, I'm sorry, what did you say? <laughs> so it's just, just ask me. I'll repeat it. But yeah, so, you know, she was in high school and she just looked at me one day and, and I had just started this way of living, which was outside of the societal norm. And I was, you know, I, I, it, I, I was taking my first group to Peru. That's when I met you, probably in the end of 2009. And... I, uh, my, my, I tell this story a lot. So if you've heard it before, you're going to get it again. My clients wanted to go on to Lake Titicaca. And I said, I can't go to Lake Titicaca because I have to come back and teach. It'll be January. So I went to balance the masculine and feminine energies on the planet from 2009 into 2010, uh, barely knowing what I was doing, but I was following energy and listening to spirit. And I got a call and they said, I'm sorry, we have to let all the adjunct faculty go over here at Fullerton College. You've lost your job. And I just bought my house. And I had a daughter in high school. And I, 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 I could have gone down a dark, dark tunnel of despair, which a lot of us do. A lot of us hear some despairing news and we think it's, you know, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. It's the end of the world. And it's not. It's our consciousness that can shift everything. And instead of getting upset, I picked up the phone. I called the clients and I go, guess what? We're going to Lake Titicaca. Let's go. And, you know, I had one experience after the other that has proven to me that I don't have to live the way everyone else says I have to live. I get to live the way my spirit wants to live. And it's not easy. 
I'm not saying I'm sitting here, you know, on cloud nine, super groovy, (laughs) blissful, blissed out all the time with my yummy life. No, no, sorry. I got three kids, three grandkids. I, 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 uh, you know, I, I don't want to say I struggle, but I, I can, I can get into the struggle energy. I can get into the lack consciousness and then I have to pull myself back, pull my energy back and ask myself how real that is. Is that real? Well, it's only real if you want it to be real, but the bank account says it's real. Yeah, but that's not real either. Add some zeros, pretend, pretend, act as if and watch your life change. But how do you pretend? How do you act as if? Do you spend money? Because I know for myself, and I'm sure a lot of other people, we have low funds in the bank account, but we're like, oh, you know, we kind of close our fists and go, we have to hold on to that. But there's also that idea if you open your hand and the energy can flow, right? It's that exchange. Right. I mean, we're not going to be ridiculous and not be able to pay our rent. We take care of our bills and our finances and be able to take care of ourselves. But always trusting that there's more coming. So very early on, even before shamanism, anytime I thought I couldn't afford something or I got into fear around what was in the bank account, I could feel every single one of my chakras shut down. I could feel myself, like you said, get tight. And so when I started blowing, which I always tell everyone, blow in the stone, blow out the negativity, know the angels are there protecting and guiding you, trusting the universe has your back, and just saying, I know that more is coming. I know that I can see money come at me from many different directions. And it does happen. It does happen. I, I, I've, I've practiced it for, like, like I was saying, early on, I used to write blessings on my checks. I would, when we all still use checks, right? I don't know if we use checks anymore. But when I do, I write blessings. I write peace. I, I write gratitude. And I blow on the check and I send it out. Even if I don't know how I'm going to pay it. I, I had to do my roof one year. I had $1,000. She wanted 3500 her and her sons came. It's a, they're a roofing company. They're fantastic. I wish I could remember their name. And I said, all I have is $1,000 to give you right now. But by the time you're finished, my house will help me make enough money to pay you. And you sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people all the time how to manifest. And sure enough, by the time they were finished, I had all the money. And I remember the money coming through on the computer, somebody booking whatever, you know, a package. And I ran up, you know, I ran outside and I screamed up to her sons, the money came in, the money came in, just like I said it would. <laughs> it's like, Did they think you were crazy? Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm nuts, but I'm, I'm proving it after 10 years that it's happening. That's fantastic. And I, and I bring, I, I like you talking about it because I know a lot of people have issues around money, right? A lot of people have a lot of issues around well, a lot yeah. of things. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we have issues, right? I've been working recently uh, with my clients and my students on worry consciousness. Why do we have it? Why? Who invented worry? Whoever said that was a good idea? Whoever said, let's all decide to worry about something? Yeah, okay, what did that do? How did that help? 
Did it help your situation ever to worry about it? No. No. Did it help the other person that you were worrying about? Probably not. Probably hurt them more than helped them if you think of it on energetic terms. So I always say you are but one vibratory note in the universe. What frequency do you want to vibrate at? So I'm going to say it again because I know you just blacked out, right? <laughs> you are, we are but one vibratory note in the universe. What frequency do you wish to vibrate at? So it doesn't matter if I have $6 in my bank account or $6 million in my bank account. I am the same person. I'm the same person. I still have a roof over my head. I still have this. I have that. Like it, 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 it doesn't matter the amount of money you have. It matters how you feel. So two questions. One is how would you shift that vibration if you say that we're one vibratory note away from a different vibration? And two, I think what you said plays really well into this. It doesn't matter how much money you have, we're the same person. But a lot of people have their identity wrapped, wrapped up, up in their in their professional career, in the, how much money is in their bank account. All because society says that that's what success is. Well, I mean, think of the 50s, right, when we were, and I don't want to go away from your question, so please write it no, down no, no. and remember it. But remember in the 50s when it was always keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Advertising started that. Go watch Mad Men. Like, look at how influenced we became in the 50s from television. How influenced we became from the news. How influenced we became from the paper. And we started looking outside of ourselves at the people next door and what they had rather than how we were feeling and what was going on. Now, I know it's a generalized statement, and I'm not saying that's true for everybody. And I'm hoping that many people that are listening to this are awake already and already know everything I'm telling you. And, you know, it's like we are really an awake world right now, and we are looking at our plastic consumption, and we are looking at how to make ourselves more conscious and mindful and how mindfulness and meditation is coming in. But there are ways, you ask me, you know, how do you shift out of it? So let's say you're new to all this and this is brand new to you or you've been doing it a long time and you're still not quite where you'd like to be. It is a shift of consciousness, but it's also a shift of energy. And so when I say blow it out, you're feeling the heaviness, you're feeling the lack, you're feeling the whatever. It's all in your chakra body. You're gonna bring it up, you're gonna take a deep breath, and you're gonna move it out of you. So now the energy body is clear. You're a clear vessel. You're going to hum. And you're gonna bring your consciousness into yourself. And then you're going to start to look at yourself as a divine, magical being, which you are, and you're going to be able to manifest at a whole new level. And I believe it only because I've experienced it. Yes. So how did you get into becoming a shaman? Like, what led you to that? And what did you do prior to that? Like, what was yeah. that? What is the story? Yeah. That, yeah. So uh, I want to do a TED Talk. <laughs> From drug addiction to shamanism, because I spent the early part of my life, and I've written a book on it, and I've taken it down because I say no one needs to see their shaman that way. 
Um, but I led a crazy, crazy life in Hollywood from, you know, from the time I was 11, pretty much, until I was 31. And at 31, I got my life together and got custody of my older children back and had, gave birth to my youngest daughter, Victoria. And I began becoming, I don't know, I began becoming, began becoming, I became conscious. I became more and more conscious. I listened to Louise Hay. I read Doreen Virtue, bless her heart. I, <laughs> bless her soul. God only knows what's happening with her, but she was the catalyst for a lot of our awakenings and we should send her love, not right. whatever else, you know, is going on. And I, I began to realize that I could create my reality in my mind. But how? Like, how did you get from where you're at to finding Louise Hay? Like, who turned you on to that? I, 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 I just, I don't know. Spirit, probably. Um, I was sitting in a prison cell. <laughs> and the light year. came down. and. Well, I mean, kind of. I... I found out I was pregnant. I had a pregnancy test when I got arrested, and I'd been arrested a lot, and they were sending me back to prison for drugs. And I thought, what if this baby could change my life? And so that baby was like a switch that went on, and I was sitting in a prison cell all by myself, uh, thinking, you know, is this really what you want for the rest of your life? And I was reading a book, a play called Equus, and it uh, is about a horse and a man, and it's, it's a wild play. But I remembered my love of acting, and I remembered my love of the theater, and I remembered my love of reading plays. My father was semi-famous film director. My mother was a famous model. I was raised in the Hollywood Hills. I, I, I came from good stock, but I was a shaman. <laughs> and so I had to go and live this crazy life, and marry a, a man who was 20 years older than me and have these kids. And, you know, and, and, and when he died, I lost my mind and, and started going to jail. So, you know, I, I had this intense story and I know why now. And I'm grateful for my story. But I think that that light went on and it gave me the ability to go get my other children, which, you know, I felt were better off without me. And, you know, you, you get into this place of despair and and just lost in addiction, just so lost that you think people are better off without you and I'm going to die a drug addict. And that was the destiny I had chosen for myself. That was my destiny. But I guess it wasn't because I got pregnant and I used that seed inside of me to start to imprint my mind and do something different and I just became very involved in Orange Coast College I I, uh, I had a friend I still have her, her name's Roxy Roxy's probably the one that uh, turned me on to Louise Hay she was making little pieces of paper she made the happy jar and it was this jar with little colored paper because in those days you know we we we, we had a printing machine or, or whatever, or a little, you know, typewriter, whatever we had in 1991. Not a lot of computers out there, but, you know, and she wrote positive statements on these pieces of paper, and she cut them up and felded them up and put them inside the happy jar and gave them away for Christmas. Or just how can you be happy 
and have no regrets after living the kind of lives we lived. You know, she also had lived a life like I lived. And, you know, and I went through Narcotics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous with its 12 steps is brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. And so, you know, the fourth step is going to make you conscious, you know, the, the feeling powerless over drugs and your life becoming unmanageable and coming to believe that a power greater than yourself can restore you to sanity. I mean, all those steps woke me up and I had a gift that I wasn't aware of. And I probably was a shaman and didn't know it until 2009 when I decided to take that training and put it to good use. Would you say that when you say now you know why you went through that is because you're a shaman, is is it because it makes you relatable or able to better help people because you've been no, through? No, no. Although it does, but it's not about other people. It's about your own soul journey and why you chose to come on the planet and have that kind of experience because we choose our parents and we choose our experiences and that may be really difficult for a lot of people to swallow. But being raped with a gun to your head and you know having your best friends jump on you when you're little, uh, the only way I'm okay with all that is to say there are no victims, only volunteers and I chose it. I chose that and God only knows what I did to them in a past life, but it's over. And I break that karmic loop and I don't have to come back in the next lifetime and do it again. I forgive everyone. I forgive myself. I let it go. And that's how I do. So for listeners who this may all be new to them. <laughs> right. The karmic loop, <laughs> the planetary <laughs> grids, yeah. balancing masculine and feminine energy. You know, I just got back from Peru. Right. Because I heard from spirit say, keep up. You'll, 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 you'll figure out what is, what's going on real soon. I heard spirits say, go back to Peru. It's your 10th anniversary and do what you did 10 years ago. And I did. So for the people that don't know what is happening. Well, to finish my, like, yes, I want to know what's happening, but also explain how we chose our parents and it chose these experiences because I myself believe in a past life or we, you know, we ascend and then, okay, we're going to go. This this is the vision that I have in my mind, almost like we're floating up in the stars and then it's like, okay, I'm ready to go back and this is what I want to learn. And then we go back to Earth as a physical 3D human person to experience all these different things. I agree. Yeah. So, I, be I believe in past life as well. And But if you don't believe in past life, think about the DNA and the memory cells that science is now saying is true within your DNA structure and within your patterning. So, so whether the memory is a past life or whether the memory is locked in your DNA from your ancestors, it's there. <laughs> the memory's there. If you think of yourself as an energetic being and know that you're made up of energy, light, sound, and all the same ingredients as the earth, that's where you start. Start there. You don't need to start with karmic loops and planetary grids. <laughs> Let's just start with you as a sensitive being. You as an energetic being. You as a soul. Saying exactly what Kathleen just said. I am here. I'd like to go down and experience pain and suffering and trauma. I am here and I'd like to go down and experience love and ecstasy and joy. 
I, I want to come down, or you're a light worker. I, I actually like bringers of light, but so you're a bringer of light, and you choose to come down at this time on the planet when there is so much upheaval and there is so much going on and there's so much dissension, which we need in order to come together as a race, as a human race. The hashtag Me Too movement, the, the, this, the, everything that's happening on the planet right now, the fires, the this, the, it's fantastic. <laughs> Don't go into the energy of it and collude with it. Go into the energy of a new earth, a beautiful planet that where we all get along and we are here as light beings to create heaven on earth. And that's how I want to live my life. I don't know about you. But how, how far away do you think we are from that? I... I <laughs> not a psychic. I always say I'm highly intuitive. I think we're closer than we think. And Will we see it in our lifetime? I don't think so, no. Oh, okay. I, think, I don't think we'll see that magnitude of what I've been praying for. Clean air, clean water, clean food. I think we have to go through 100 years of... Like this rebirth. Whatever it is. Yeah, and this rebirth. But I do think we're in a time that we're seeing already since 2012. Think about all the people that are awake. Think about the 12-12-12 the, the retreat that Deborah Shea and I did and opened up portals and brought in this beautiful goddess energy and all that light that I, I, I still get, but not like in those days where the orbs in my backyard and the type of light that I was able to capture on camera was really, I believe, here, souls here to wake people up. There is a shaman on every corner now. There is a healer everywhere. There are spiritual centers popping up in the Bible Belt. I mean, there are crystals. Everyone wants a crystal. I mean, it's huge. It is Huge compared to when I started this movement, this light-filled movement. And is everyone great? No. And is everyone honest? No. Are you going to have good shamans and bad shamans? Yeah. Going to have good people and bad people? Yeah. Trust your gut. Trust your feeling. Trust what you're getting. Start with what I said, blowing out the energy, humming, clearing your chakra body, and staying true to yourself. See where you're overgiving. See where you're committing to things that you don't want to do. Stop. That's do huge. That's do, huge. Huge for women. Yes. Huge for us. Huge. I have this Awaken the Creator course online. It is for this purpose. It is for awakening the Creator within in such a capacity. And I'm not just about women because I am about the balancing. Our young men need need us now more than ever. They don't need us to turn our backs. These kids that are involved with the video games and ain't able to get out of their rooms, these millennials that I, I have a lot of moms that have kids in their twenties in the house. They're in the house. They, you they know, don't want to leave. They don't want to leave. They don't know what the future holds for them. What bleak future we have with all this trauma you know, so no, let's get out. Let's get off the phones. Let's get back at the dinner table. My new uh, intention for this year, other than the Awaken class, is intention circles. So if you're interested in having me come to your state, your country, your whatever, and do an intention circle, hit me up because uh, 
you know, I believe that when we sit in ceremony and we pray and we open up in a, in a community setting, we're going to heal exponentially. Find me at Isabella at IsabellaStoloff.com. Find me at OrangeCountyHealingCenter.com. Find me on Instagram, Shaman Isabella. Find me on Facebook, Shaman Isabella Stoloff. And trust me, it's not easy holding space like that because you're going to get people that say, you're charging money? How can you charge money for spirituality? Well, uh, until they feed and clothe and house the shaman and sacrifice the lamb, I don't know what else to do. I got to pay Orange County taxes. I got a family to feed. What's the difference for a healer and for you healers out there that are listening? What's the difference between you getting paid for your gifts and you getting paid to sit behind a computer? Um, and I hold a big space for healers to step into their power and not feel ashamed. You know, I, I delete those comments. I don't, I used to respond. <laughs> used to really hurt my feelings. I'm sensitive. Right. You know, I'm an overgiver in the past. I don't overgive anymore. But, you know, I, I've, I've trained myself. I've learned. I've been through a lot. And you asked how I got started. My mom came to me. She had dementia and had been in a home for a year and a half. And she came to me and said, get me out of here. And I said, how am I going to get you out of there? I can't get myself out of here. I was in Idaho. I needed to move home. I listen to lots of radio shows where I talk all about this, but I had an over-the-phone healing. My mom transitioned within a month, and then within six months, I completely changed my life. So I look at this as a very swift way to get where I wanted to go. And I see it as a very swift way for all my students and clients that are having life-changing experiences um, and moving forward, you know. Right. You, yeah, you beautiful. said offline. You What did you say? Shift your shit with <laughs> <laughs> shift your shit with the no shit shaman. That's yeah. me. That's right me. That's my new. That's my new tagline. I love it. Right? Shift, shift your shit. Shift your shit, man. I'm tired of carrying around my shit, right? I'm tired of it's carrying around heavy. my yes. shit. So don't. You don't have to. Nobody told you you had to. It's only in your mind. Everything's in your mind. Do you, do you experience a lot of naysayers or a lot of... No, uh-uh. No. no. There's like one trickles in here and there. But very few get through to me. I, I, they're not a part of my reality. I have sisters, my two beautiful sisters that believe in what I do and support me tremendously. I have my son who is amazing and, uh, you know, always willing to grow and wanting to... Uh, being more and more conscious and I have my daughter and my you know, three grand he has two kids and then she has a son and and then my baby who is you know killing it out there in LA and and you know I'm watching my kids who believe they believe in Jesus too my two older ones are way 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 Christian way Jesus way Bible way but still appreciate what their mother does and sees the benefit for themselves. Jesus came to me in, in my very first shaman training, and he said, "When <laughs> so here me, non-religious girl, like spiritual, not religious, and I believe like spirit. Jesus was there, and I, I was like, no, no, you're not here. No, 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 no. Why would you come to me of all people? No, was this in meditation? And was it in I was training? in I was in training. I was in okay. shaman training with Alberto in Joshua Tree, and some guy had his 
energy hands over my body and I saw Jesus and I saw crosses in my head. That's when I first was like, no, 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 we're not going there. Because <laughs> I used to not be able to walk into a church. So, you know, I, I know I've had a lot of traumatic past lives. And uh, Jesus came to me and he said, when you're calling in the directions, when you're opening up a sacred space, I want you to call me too. Because this is why I'm here. This is why I came. Go tell everyone. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not telling shaman students in the middle of shaman training. to. But I did. There were people I worked with. And I said, so just so you know, Jesus came to me today. I, I don't know why he picked me out of everyone, but bless his heart. Like, love Jesus. And I do. I call all the ascended masters, all the angels, all the support that... I feel is of the highest and best good, no harm to anyone, vibration. And I have tremendous results. Do you think that where you are at in life has made you more open to, like, were you at rock bottom, obviously, if you're sitting in jail? And did that experience kind of, like, make you more open to receiving anything? I mean, not anything, but more open to... The I've complete had a lot opposite, I guess, of your. I had a lot of rock bottoms in my life. Um, a lot, <laughs> and there is. It was an awakening. It it didn't feel like a rock bottom. I'm sitting in a comfortable jail cell, pregnant with my youngest child. I mean, you know, I was reading a play. <laughs> you know, people were like prison. Oh, you know, watch Orange Is the New Black. You know, I um. I just think it was time. It was just time for me to wake up. When my husband died in, I think it was 86 or 87, he, I was holding his hand when he took his last breath, and his spirit came into me. And I carried him around for, oh, 20 years or so, before or more, before I had the second shamanic healing, which extracted him from my vibration. And... Bless his heart, you know, God only knows what I did to him in a past life, you know. Yeah, I was a battered wife. Yeah, we were drug addicts. Yeah, it was a tough, tough existence. Yeah, he was 20 years older than me and I was 14 years old. It was tough. But we were married for 12 years and I have two beautiful children and three beautiful grandchildren because of him. I, uh, he protected me. He kept me from dying. You know, I was out there. I could have possibly died if I hadn't been with him. So... You know, I was traumatized young person who had no real support. My parents were working parents, and my dad wasn't even around. And, you know, it was a life, but it was a beautiful life. It was a beautiful life. I am I'm so grateful for every single part of my life. I mean, if, if I know you're about to ask me any regrets. Right? <laughs> well, so I, was, I usually say that to the end, right. but because um, like, I know we're not, like, I feel like we're not even there, being there, done. So. <laughs> well, but there is, like, if I had one, which I don't, I really don't have any regrets. But if I went into the vibration for a minute and allowed myself to, I regret that I lost my older children out of everything. And my husband while he was dying, because I was losing my mind and leaving the house, and it's a whole story. I mean, you can read the book Wild if I ever put it back up. It's a whole story. 
But he said to me, you're going to lose our kids. And I said, I will never lose our children, ever. And he goes, if you keep going the way you're going, you're going to lose our kids. And that to me, although I don't think about it often and I don't really regret it, if I went into the vibration of regret, I would say that losing that my losing my children. I mean, yeah, I got them back four years later, three years later. Yeah, they came back to me. Yes, we're all close now. But losing your kids like that's not cool. Right. That's not cool. That's devastating. So what would I do? <laughs> right? Cancel, cancel. Let it go. There was a reason. There was a karmic reason for them to have the experiences that they had. There was a karmic reason for me. Like I look at everything from a bird's eye view. I shift my consciousness. I fly high above the scene. I look down on the scene and I, and I see everyone's story. I remember Reverend Danielle actually, this always has stuck with me because she taught Theta Healing. And so what did she say? She said something like we, you know, as an individual have like a, can see as far as the eye can see. What is it? Like 10 or 15 miles, something like that. But the universe has the, like you said, the bird's eye view, the 4,000 mile view. And so the universe can see more and knows more than what we, what we can see. Cause we almost like we have tunnel vision. Right. Right. I mean, but you are the universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So now think about this. Every single cell in your being has consciousness. Your liver is the fastest regenerating organ in your body. Every single thing in your body is like magic. Works magically. When you cut your skin, you don't tell it to grow back. It just does it magically. You don't tell your heart to beat. This body of ours is fascinating. Yeah, I would agree. Yes. And we don't give it enough credit. And we don't look at ourselves as a creator. We give our power away. We look for something outside of ourselves. We, we, we look at the vast universe as having control. No, you have complete control. Unless you're in the depths of addiction and the drug has a control over you. Then I say get your ass to a meeting. Oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> NA.org. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. So, I, I, you know, it's like how do we as beings listening to this podcast right now Say, I want a better life. I want something different. I want to expand my mind. Ram Dass just died, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So go read Ram Dass. Go look up Ram Dass. Go take some mushrooms. Do some plant medicine. Do something <laughs> that expands your awareness out of this 3D world. Because it's not real. It's a lie. It's an illusion. I was sitting, I had an interesting experience a couple weeks ago. I was sitting in a restaurant. I went to grab dinner after work or something. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm not a big drinker, so I maybe drink a couple times a month. But if I go out, I'll have a glass of wine. And I'm sitting at this, in this restaurant at the bar, and I'm sitting there. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I didn't really have a feeling, but I'm looking, and I'm like, this isn't real. And all I kept hearing in my mind was, this isn't real. This isn't real. It was like as if we were in a true matrix. Like it was so bizarre. 
I know. <laughs> and that can kind of freak people out. So your reality is your reality. And the only reason we're saying this is just to kind of expand your awareness beyond your 3D reality. And maybe go outside, take your shoes off, put your feet in the grass, look at the bird, listen to the wind, hug a tree. These things are alive as well. And, and we're so busy and inundated with our, what we think we're supposed to be doing, <laughs> that we forget the childlike wonder. And I, I think that having that childlike wonder is what's going to bring a greater understanding and a greater awareness and help people to not attach too much to outcomes and to what's happening in their current reality. Go outside, sit, sit under a tree, put your back against a tree, listen. If we all did that more, we'd, on our lunch breaks, that's what we should all do. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how did you, I have a couple questions, but how did you, I guess, what was the process of you making peace with your past and everything? Was it a healing session? Did you do... Like, I have I, had many healing sessions, I mean, did you, and I continue of, like, I know, what to kind get. of work, like, we'll say do the work. What kind of work did you do? I did get? a lot of journaling. journaling. I did a lot of writing and burning. I did a lot of letting go when the, when the mind wanted to attach to a certain thing. When an idea came in and wanted to take me down a rabbit hole of despair, regret, and you know, frustration over whatever was happening. And I literally had to become like two people. So there was that part of me that was in that vibration that I wanted to get out of. And then beating myself up, beating myself up, not good enough, judging, judging, judging. And I had to literally like pull my mind away and start coming up with antidotes for myself. So I would like visualize a record player and I would say, this negative album has really deep grooves in it, and it goes round and round and round. And if I want to take the needle off the record and change the album to the positive album, the positive album doesn't have any grooves in it. And I have to put the needle down and work it. You are a good person. You did a great job today. I love you. And I would literally self-talk myself down off that down out of that negative record album but I would create visuals for myself and I would you know write it out and I would make gratitude lists and I would and then once the shamanism came in I had a ton of healing work and I still you know get my you know three two to three to four sessions a year but I was getting them really regularly in the beginning and and studying and doing energy work and creating, you know, events. I did a lot of those events at the Temple of Light. Mm -hmm. I did that, uh, you know, I do live healings in front of people. I would, I don't know, I would just do what spirit told me. But the more I cleared my mind, the more I heard spirit because I didn't start off hearing spirit. I started, I'm a feeler healer, and I believe we're all feeler healers. So I felt the energy, but I didn't really hear spirit talk to me or see like people can see past lives. That wasn't me. 
my thing was I can feel it. I can help move it. I got a technique. Let's go. Take that technique. Let's get that energy moving and download you with golden light and let's go. So, you know, that was my thing and I was having a lot of success with it. But the more I cleared my mind, the more I heard spirit. And the more I trusted myself, the more I could see, the more I could feel, the more I could hear. So when you say clear your mind, I mean, obviously of the negative thought patterns, that's one way, but would you consider clearing your mind, uh, your diet or? I, you know, I think that can all come into play. Can... Yeah, I do detoxes. I do however many times a year. I go on my green kick and just do green juice and green foods, only green foods. Um, but I don't think that there's only one way to be spiritual. And I uh, enjoy a glass of wine and, you know, and I do plant medicine. I just got back from doing ayahuasca. Uh, I, I, it was very clearing for me. That plant is whoa, amazing, amazing. But you have to be with the right person. And, you know, I lead groups to Peru to, to drink the medicine because I think that the vibration of the planet and where you drink it is very important as well as the, the shaman. So I did a lot of things. A lot of different things. So how I wanted to circle back, I'm glad you brought it up to your trip to Peru. What was the energy like? How different was it from 10 years ago? Oh, uh, yeah. Was it the same or no? Or? Well, it is. It, it is and it isn't. Um, there were no telephones. People were not on telephones. Uh, 10 years ago, that was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, kid, the kids had little internet ca- t- cafes. Over the last five years, I mean, I've been going almost every year, so over the last five years I've noticed... That's not true. I haven't been going every single year for the last 10 years, but I have gone probably 10 times um, because I started going to Europe and taking people to Stonehenge and Avebury and Greece and all that in Egypt is coming up. But uh, the energy is still there. The feeling and the vibe that I'm able to help people get into, it's still there. But I do notice that technology has come in and, uh, you know... uh, but the food, oh my gosh, the food is amazing. They didn't allow Monsanto to come in. They didn't allow GMO foods to come in. So we still have great, uh, this is the best food. Oh, I bet. I can only imagine. But, you know, yeah, back to, the you know, being having to be totally sober or totally clear and eating a certain diet and to clear your mind. No, I think meditation, I think quieting the mind, I think praying, I think uh, creating every step as a prayer. I think paying attention to the unseen world, looking at um, the nature and the animal kingdom, and uh, I think all of that can clear your mind. But really trying not to have a rabbit mind, trying to create space between the thoughts. That's what I used to teach. And you know, I developed that deck of cards, the Good Vibes Positive Affirmation deck, and I really developed that for my clients because I was coming up with all these quotes and I thought, God, that's good. Yeah, that should be on paper. We should put that down. And it took three years for me to publish it. And I used that to clear my mind. I used those those sayings like, you know, your words are spells, your thoughts are things, or your light is beautiful, trust the universe has your back, or, um, you know, there's, there's uh, no victims, only volunteers. There's a lot of sayings in there that you can meditate on and just think about. And then there's the booklet that goes with it that I'm hoping to write a book with. There's a lot I want to do. 
right? You mentioned earlier that a lot of people are living outside themselves. And I think that's part of the societal expectation that we have to have uh, defining success is the a certain job or making a certain amount of money, that kind of thing. And you may have already touched on this. How do you, what would you recommend for people? And maybe people are not even quote unquote awake enough to realize that they're living outside themselves. But if somebody wanted to kind of get out of the rat race or is it just literally putting your feet on the ground and hugging a tree and... I know it seems simple, right? It seems too simple. Uh, I think there's now with the internet, you have access to so many meditations. I say Esther Hicks and her book, Law of Attraction. I think uh, reading any spiritual works. There's Florence Shovel Shin from back in the day uh, who quotes the Bible. And using positive thought, there's Robert Collier, Secret, uh, Secret of the Ages, I think is his book. I hope I'm right. Um, Ernest Holmes and the science of mind there there you know there are a lot of spiritual works out there to read to listen to uh, and then just really um, humming I, I know it seems so simple <laughs> right. but if you're feeling like anxiety or out of yourself blow out the energy make a fist blow out the energy and hum and drink some water and just Bring yourself into a meditative state. Try not to attach to a thought. Let it sort of pass through and create some space in your mind. Create some space in your mind so your higher consciousness can speak to you. Yeah, it almost seems too simple, but it sounds lovely. <laughs> it's really not that simple. It's work. I mean, it, it, it takes practice. Oh, for because sure. Because the negative yeah. mind and the rabbit mind and the monkey mind is so used to running that it, it, it takes some time to become aware that your mind is running. So the first thing you have to do is become conscious of yourself. Become mindful of your mind. And as you're becoming mindful of your mind, that's a great title for a book, becoming mindful of your mind, um, you, you can then begin to redirect your thinking. You can then begin to become the captain of your own ship and listen. Wow, I just went off on a tangent for 10 minutes in my head. What was I thinking? I want to be more conscious in my thoughts. Spirit, help me. God of my own understanding, help me. Let's, do, let's work together. You're not alone. You have a lot of help out there. We're not even going to talk about the spirit realm. You have a lot <laughs> you of help have to out ask. there. <laughs> you have to ask. Yeah, you have yeah. to ask. Yes. Your angels and guides are just waiting to support you. Please ask them. <laughs> and that's every, your PSA for today. Right, and every time you see 1111 1212 555, power number, you say, thank you, angels. That's it. Thank you, angels. My life is magical. I am a magical being on the planet, and I'm doing my best to be conscious and a good person and not beat myself up. That's my <laughs> motto, anyway. That's how I shift my shit. <laughs> right? So how would you define no regrets? How would I define no regrets? Or, or how would I define, define regrets? Or living with I, no regrets. Living with no regrets is freedom. I, you're like, well, I'll give you one word for it. It's called freedom. Living with no regrets is like, like no judgment, no regrets, no like no worry, no fear. What do regrets serve? It beat you, beat you up, make you feel bad. 
I always say if it's negative and it makes you feel bad, it's a lie. If it's positive and it makes you feel good, it's the truth. Why would you lie to yourself? Quit lying. Right? Yep. So re- regrets is a vibration that doesn't serve us. Fear is, oh, oh here's another card. <laughs> Turn guilt into gratitude, judgment into acceptance, and fear into love. If you could take every emotion, and I'm not saying don't feel. I have deep, deep, sobbing, emotional feelings. I just don't let it carry me away for days and days and days. I have my emotions. I have my feelings. I get upset. I don't see any room for anger. I don't really think anger is, I, I think underneath anger is sadness and underneath sadness is fear. And so, if, you know, it's like you got to just start to look at yourself and go, how do I walk in the world? How do I want to walk in the world? Who am I? Am I projecting my stuff all over someone else? Am I allowing someone to project all over me? How am I as an empath? How am I as a sensitive? Where is my boundary? What is my boundary? How do I honor and take care of myself? I put my head on the pillow at night and say, I love you. I wake up in the morning and I say, I'm grateful. What is there to regret? My life was fantastic. I had a crazy, insane life and I lived to tell the story. How many people do you know that lived to tell that kind of oh story? Oh my gosh, right. Whose kids still love them. You know. And like, you've done a 180. You're, you were able to turn your life around, which I think to most people would feel impossible, right? When you're in that space, sitting in the jail cell, whether it's comfortable or not. And yeah, it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> I was just saying it wasn't that just, bad. You know I mean? yeah. But you know, but when the drug is uh, controlling you, it almost feels like you're trapped, and you're in, you are you, trapped, and, and it's in addiction. Yeah. yeah, you're trapped in addiction. So the first thing you have to do is, like I said, get your get help, get out of denial. Denial <laughs> is the longest river in Egypt, right? Denial. Don't you know? It's like the denial is so strong. The denial of drug addiction is so strong. And then there are those people that that's that's what they came here to do and that's how they want to live and die. Bless your hearts. Go ahead. But if there's a glimmer of hope and if you can get out of denial long enough to call and ask for help, that's all you have to do. There are so many people waiting to help you. There's so much support from the outside, you know, from the unseen world. There's, you know... If we can just get out of codependency, having a chip on our shoulder, feeling like the world owes us, uh, you know, all, all this ideals that we have about who we are as beings, and we can just be and be happy, joyous and free, and yeah, we're going to have our emotions. But why have regret and worry and fear, like in judgment? They, I don't, I, I, personally, there's no room for them in my vibration. I just don't have any room for them. Well, because they're lower vibrations. Yeah. 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 And you don't want to. I, I just don't have, I don't have it. It doesn't feel good to me. I want to feel good. Do I always? know? Do I still judge myself? Sure. Do I think I should be further along? Yeah. Okay. So what? I have those feelings. They're not going to kill me. Right. And then I know that by staying in them, I stay stuck. So I move past them. And I say, even though my voice isn't 100%, we're still doing the radio show tonight. <laughs> and I appreciate it. So when does your class start? The, you're doing an online class? I am. And we, and we, we uh, actually, because of this show, we're going to give you a date. January 27th. Okay. So 
a week away almost and it's six weeks but the class will be for sale once it's finished on my site and I will be doing another one probably in September so if you missed this round you didn't hear this till later you know just get on the mailing list so you know when it's happening um, I have Egypt coming up and there's a couple spaces left if somebody hears this and they want to jump in give us a call and I will get you in it's March 26th through April 4th we have uh, um, Peru October 12th through the 22nd next year's Australia Bali the year after is Tibet so is all that on your website? Lot. No. Oh. Uh, you're, 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 you got the first hand wow. uh, download Woo. from Spirit. and um, So you just found out just now that you're doing those trips. I'm kidding. Yeah. No. Egypt sold out, but I, I opened up a couple spaces. And Peru, I haven't even started promoting yet. And when I was in Peru, Spirit said, you have to hit two more chakras on the planet. Australia is the power center and Tibet's the seventh. And you've hit every other, you've done tours in every other chakra, so get yourselves to those chakras on the planet. Yes, the planet has chakras just like you do. We all have chakras. Mount Shasta's the first, Peru's the second, Australia's the third, Egypt's, oh, sorry, don't skip the heart, Glastonbury. Well, Glastonbury's going through a little upheaval right now. It's, um, it is uh, shaking things up, clearing the heart of the heart chakra of the planet. Um, so heart chakra Glastonbury in England, throat chakra Egypt, six chakra moves around, it's in Stonehenge, England right now, seven chakra Tibet. So there we go. My hope and my dream is that what's happening, but if spirit wants me somewhere else, that's where I'm going to be. Spirit has asked me for five years to do an online course. I am finally going to sit still long enough to do it and be with you guys for six weeks. And, um, yeah, start these intention circles and you're busy. Get that book out. Yes. Uh, real quick. I wanted to ask you how you hear spirit. You know, do you actually hear like a voice in your ear or do you know? I see words. Kind of, you see words. Yeah. I'll see words and then I'll start to, to hear something like I'll, I'll hear a voice. Um, sometimes I become a medium. Somebody has a dead person with them. It'll show up in the healing and I will feel the, I'll feel it very heavy on my heart. Then I will channel whatever is coming through. So sometimes I hear it, but usually it starts with a word. Like I'll see dad or grandma or I don't know. It's weird. It's like a flash of a word. And then I attach to the word and I follow the energy and I, you know, pendulum and ask and trust. And I trust, I trust my gut now. Well, I never used to trust my gut. I never used to. I used to ask everybody and their mother what I should do. And I'd pick the very best one that I thought would work. <laughs> and how did that work out for you? Yeah, I, well, you know, it was all right. But, you know, I have, an, I have some sisters that are brilliant. But, um, you know, I, I, I listen to myself now. I listen to my heart. I... I, I trust what I'm feeling. I trust what I'm feeling where I never used to. So that's my biggest message to people is find a way to trust yourself more than you trust anything else. Trust your gut. Trust your intuition. Trust. Uh, trust. And have faith. And have faith. And write. Write your pain. Write your anger. Write. I used to be so angry, I would take the pen and just dig into the paper and it would just be a big circle of holes and... Uh, Get that anger out of you. Do movement classes. Do a static dance. Do 
move your energy move your energy clear your body clear your mind clear your soul that's beautiful so i know you've mentioned a lot over our conversation but in a nutshell or list all the services that you provide which is a lot i know i track energy so you come in it's much like a therapy appointment while you're talking to me i'm tracking i do extractions of heavy energy that can be stuck in your vibration I do a technique called death rites. It means death to the old story and the way you're wearing it on your energy field. I do chakra balancing and alignment. I clear lifetimes off the chakras in the energy body. I do past life soul retrieval, present day soul retrieval. And you know, every session is different. I, I really speak to you from your higher self. I believe that it's your higher self giving me the information. Sometimes I'm really strong. Sometimes it comes out like, and I always say ahead of time, my intention is not to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But if I say something that strikes a nerve, there's a reason. So it's something for us to look at. Uh, I do half hour sessions over the phone and hour long sessions at the house. Uh, I have packages, events, ceremonies, traveling, Last year I did Durango, Utah, Canada, and Santa Fe. So last year I was very local, but I have done, like I said, England, Greece, Egypt, Italy, Holland. So I, I do fly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're willing to go where that takes you. Well, to, yeah, to where people call me. I mean, I was in Italy. I just come from Ibiza, Spain, and England, and I was in Italy, and a woman called and said, are you coming to Amsterdam? And I said, I didn't, try, I didn't plan on it. But if you have a group for me to speak to, I'll be there. And I flew over to Amsterdam. She took me to Holland to her house, and we had a fantastic group of people. Like, uh, Was that a day or a weekend? It was three days. Three yeah. days? Three days. Three days in Italy, three days in Holland. Like, it's a, ah! I want to go in your suitcase. That's what I want to do. It's a lot. It's a lot of energy, and it's a lot of movement. Yeah. And I will be 60 this year. So Stop it. Uh, I know. Well, uh, I will post your picture and everybody can see <laughs> how beautiful and how oh, fabulous so, you look. No, thank I'm serious. You, thank I'm you. Serious. Thank you. Yeah. So um, is all the same information on both websites, IsabellaStoloff.com and OrangeCountyHealingCenter.com? Yep, yep, yep. And uh, it, it'll all be in the show notes, her contact information. Yeah, OrangeCountyHealingCenter.com is a wealth of knowledge. It is 10 years of blogs, radio shows. Uh, podcasts, um, you know, articles for radio. There's just so much information. And I have a YouTube channel, Isabella Stoloff. Oh, I didn't that know that. YouTube okay. channel is a great way to, like, feel the energy. And there's a lot of free healing in that. Like, just sit in front of it. doesn't matter when I did the extraction or when I did the healing. Just say, I'm open to feel that. And uh, there's some really old, funny ones at multidimensional school. Hi, I'm Isabella Stoloff, shaman, healer, teacher. Today I'm going to show you what it looks like to have a spiritual healing. I was so like... Well, we all got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, it's funny to watch myself back then, but I was out there. I was putting myself out there because I believe so much in what I do. And I believe that everybody has a capacity to heal and everybody has a capacity to awaken. And I think back in the day, we probably were telepathically speaking to each other. So let's get back there. Well, great. Thank you so much for your time. 
today. I appreciate you doing this and supporting my cause and getting people, uh, inspiring people to never wonder what if and living with no regrets. I know. Why? It's just ask yourself. I always say, ask yourself, how does this thought serve me? If it doesn't, shift it. Shift your shit. Right? Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Kathleen. You're it was welcome. super fun. I had a great time. Well, good. You, Do you have any you know. closing thoughts? Anything that we need to... I mean, you've, oh, you've given us gosh. so many good nuggets, I'm sure. Yeah, there's, a whole, there's a whole lot <laughs> of information in there. Um, I think I said it over and over and over. 2020 is a year of vision, 2020 vision. Trusting yourself and not judging anything not judging your experience, saying, I'm having this experience. I am in the vibration of this experience. And if I don't like the vibration that I'm in, I know how to change it. And trust yourself. You do. You do. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Thank you so much, Isabella. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure being on this show. And uh, I really want to touch more lives. And my goal in 2020 is to reach people that aren't already on the path that can have an open mind and look at me and say, if she can do it, so can I. Well, we'll leave it with that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for listening to the No Regrets podcast with Kate. Be sure to subscribe. You can find this podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or your favorite listening app, please be sure to subscribe and follow me on Instagram at No Regrets Podcast with Kate.